The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And our text today will be 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 22. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 22. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. I, even I only, remain. When we are talking about going higher, we need to understand that there are hills and there are mountains. So if you are going higher, you get to the top of the hill. You're already higher than those who are in the valley. But then if you look up from the hill, you notice that there are some people on the mountain. They are higher than you. And then you probably know that there are mountains and there are mountains. Uh, in my own village, there are mountains. <laughs> but the mountains there do not compare to Kilimanjaro. And surely Kilimanjaro does not compare to Everest. So there are mountains and there are mountains. Which means... To a large extent, no matter how high you think you are now, you can go higher. Elijah said, I, even I only. There will always be someone special in a multitude. Always. In a multitude, there will always be someone whose cry God will hear. In Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, Mark 10, 46 to 52, there was a multitude when Bartimaeus was crying. He was the only one whose cry was heard. I pray that doesn't matter how many people will be crying to God today, you will be the one that God will hear. Yeah. In a multitude, there will always be someone special 
whose faith withdraws something out of God himself. Mark chapter 5, from verse 25 to 34. Mark 5, 25 to 34. There was a multitude thronging Jesus, milling round him. Only the woman with Israel blood, who pressed through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment, got something out of God that day. Jesus Christ said, virtue had gone out of me. If the Almighty God is going to release his virtue to only one person today, may you be the one. In a multitude, there will always be someone for whom God will break all rules in order to help. Matthew chapter 8, from verse 1 to 3. Matthew 8, 1 to 3. There was a multitude as Jesus Christ was coming down from the mountain. But then a leper came unto him, fell at his feet, and said, I know you are able to make me clean if you are willing. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said, I am willing. He touched him, and he was made whole. He wasn't supposed to touch a leper. A leper was an unclean person. But in that multitude, God broke all rules out of compassion to help one fellow. If God is going to show mercy to someone today, may you be that one. Now, we're talking about going higher. We need to know that there are categories of mountain climbers. Not everybody is going to the same height. We have regular mountain climbers. That a mountain climber is already good enough. I mean, for example, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1, Daniel 6, verse 1, the Bible tells us that a king had a very large kingdom. And out of the many people in that kingdom, he selected 120 princes. 120 very special people. But when you get to verse 2 of the same Daniel chapter 6, the Bible said, out of these 120, he chose three that he called presidents. Now we will call those one outstanding mountain climbers. They were 120, they were mountain climbers, all right. 
It takes quite a bit to be one of the 120 in a huge nation. But to be one of the three, that makes you outstanding. But even among those who are outstanding, you will always find one who will stand out. Not just outstanding, but standing out. In the same Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, Daniel 6, verse 3, there was someone called Daniel that was going to be made the head of the three because the Bible said an excellent spirit, a spirit that causes someone to excel was found in him. May the Almighty God release that spirit to you today. Elijah said, I only. Then you need to know that there is a difference between standing out and standing alone. There's a difference between standing out and standing alone. Standing alone is simply saying this fellow is unique. So we have those who are regular mountain climbers. We have those who are outstanding. We have one fellow who stand out. And then we see someone who will stand alone. You see, when you go through the scriptures, you will find that, for example, Jordan opened to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 3, from verse 7 to 17, Joshua 3, 7 to 17, the Almighty God said he was going to begin to glorify Joshua by making sure that Jordan will open unto him. That's definitely an outstanding achievement. But when you get to 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 6 to 8, 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 6 to 8, you will discover that the same Jordan opened to Elijah. And then when you go to 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 12 to 14, 2 Kings 2, 12 to 14, the same Jordan opened to Elijah. You go through the scriptures, you will discover that Elijah raised the dead. First King chapter 17, from verse 17 to 24. First King 17, from verse 17 to 24. Elijah raised the dead son of the widow of Zarephath. But Elijah also did the same. He raised 
the dead son of the Shunammite woman. Second Kings chapter 4, from verse 18 to 37. Second Kings 4, 18 to 37. And then, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ himself raised the dead at least three times. Mark chapter 5, 35 to 43, Mark 5, 35 to 43, Luke 7, from verse 11 to 15, Luke 7, from verse 11 to 15, and then, of course, in John 11, 39 to 44, John 11, 39 to 44. Definitely it's an outstanding miracle to raise the dead. But the Red Sea opened to, joy, to only Moses. Exodus 14, from verse 21 to 28. Exodus 14, 21 to 28. Never again did the Red Sea open to any other man. So Moses could say, I only was the one who was used to open the Red Sea. I, only I. It is only in the case of Elisha that we read of a man's dead bones raising the dead. Second Kings chapter 13. You can read the whole story from verse 14 to 21. Second Kings 13 from verse 14 to 21. Elisha fell sick and died. With all his awesome anointing, he died. And he was buried. And then some people wanted to bury a man, and they saw enemies coming. So they quickly dumped his body into the nearest grave they could find, and it was that of Elisha. As soon as that boy touched the bones of Elisha. He came back to life. Nobody else ever performed that same miracle. So Elisha could say, I only raised the dead after I died. Only Joshua, as far as record could give, Stop the sun and the moon in their course. Joshua chapter 10 from verse 12 to 14. Joshua 10, 12 to 14. Joshua and Joshua alone. Only Isaiah reversed the cause of the son. Only Isaiah was used by God to tell the son to go backward. 
Second Kings chapter 20, from verse 1 to 11. Second Kings chapter 20, from verse 1 to 11. So Isaiah could say, only I was used to tell the son to go backwards. As far as record shows, only Mary had an immaculate conception. No one else had ever come up to say, I was a virgin and I became pregnant, except Mary. Luke chapter 1, from verse 26 to 38. Luke 1, 26 to 38. It may be lonely to stand alone. But it pays to be a good exception. Because we're talking about going higher. And of course, as we are going higher, <laughs> we are going deeper at the same time. We're getting to very deep waters now. Because I have a feeling that there might be some of us who will want to be able to say one day, I, only I, have been used by God to perform this special miracle. It pays to be a good exception. If you read Genesis chapter 6 from verse 1 to 8, Genesis 6 from verse 1 to 8, when God wanted to wipe out the old world, he exempted the family of Noah. Noah alone. with his family, of course, found grace, favor with God. Isaac was a lonely exception. He was the only son that we read about in the scriptures that God asked his father to sacrifice unto him. And we know the result of that boy's total submission to the will of his father and the father's total submission to the will of God. If you read Genesis 22 from verse 1 to 18, Genesis 22 from verse 1 to 18, that is a family where you hear God swearing to bless them. God said, my blessing for you, Abraham, will be irreversible, I swear. You don't read it anywhere else in the scriptures. And then he's turned to the son and says, son, 
I will multiply you. It pays to be a good exception. The question is, if we are going to be a good exception, if we are going to be able to say, I, only I, there will be a price to pay. When you read Luke chapter 4, from verse 25 to 27, Luke 4, 25 to 27, the Bible says there were many widows in the land in the day of Elijah. Only one widow, the widow of Zarephath, was singled out for divine favor, only one widow. <laughs> and you know what that widow did. And the man of God said, give me food to eat. She said, I have only one meal left for me and my son. In surrendering that meal, to the man of God, she practically surrendered her life and the life of her son. What a price. And of course, God reacted. You know the story, First Kings 17 from verse 8 to 16. First Kings 17, 8 to 16, she never lagged until the famine was over. When we talk about Mary, when we read the story, you need to know that Mary was willing to pay an awesome price. You're a virgin. God came and said, you are going to conceive? Ah, how do I explain this to my husband? Who is going to believe me? <laughs> As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that when Joseph heard the story, you are pregnant? Yes. And you say it's because an angel visited you? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Let us put an end to our relationship. We do it quietly. I won't tell anyone. I hope you yourself won't tell anyone because it is ridiculous. She was willing to suffer the shame. She was willing to be ridiculed. She said in Luke 1 verse 38, Luke 1 verse 38, you have told me with God all things are possible. I don't know how this thing is going to happen, but be it unto me according to your word. Are you willing to pay the price for being I only? 
Remember, and some of you, you have learned this in the School of Disciples, that according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 6, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6, when the Lord Jesus Christ was finishing his ministry, the Bible said there were about 500 brethren. If they are called brethren, that means they were Christians. Out of these 500, according to Mark chapter 3, from verse 13 to 15, Mark chapter 3, from verse 13 to 15, there were only 12 ambassadors. You know, we explained to you last Sunday that we are ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors are not baby Christians. They are grown ones. The Bible calls them apostles. Apostles mean people who are sent. Ambassadors, 12. But among these 12, there were only three in the inner circle. Matthew 17 from verse 1 to 5. Matthew 17 from verse 1 to 5. The first time I visited Israel, and we went to the Mount of Transfiguration, I told my people, the Lord brought the 12 of them to the bottom of the mountain and told nine to wait behind and took three to the top of the mountain. What is the offense of the nine that were left behind other than that God does as he pleases? If God is going to select three as members of his inner circle today, may you be counted worthy. But among the three, <laughs> there was one who stood out. Even the rest in the inner circle knew this one is special. Because in John chapter 13, from verse 21 to 26, John 13 from verse 21 to 26, when at the Last Supper, Jesus Christ said, one of you will betray me. And everybody was asking, is it me? Is it who? Who is the fellow? And the Lord wasn't forthcoming. Peter beckoned to John. And said, what he will not tell others, I know he will tell you. And Jesus told him, why was John selected to be the one who can say, I, only I? Well, Probably because God knows you more than you know yourself. He knows the future. Because you see in John chapter 19 from verse 26 to 27, John 19 from verse 26 to 27, when no other disciple was left at the cross, 
Jesus looked down from the cross and saw one disciple. His name John. He looked at John and looked at his mother and said, Mommy, I hand you over to John. John, take care of my mom. Can God trust you with that kind of responsibility? Elijah said, I, only I. How far do you want to go with the Lord? How high do you want to climb? The choice is yours. <laughs> but of course, if you are not yet saved, how can we be talking about you climbing? Which is why, again, I am giving you an opportunity if you are listening to me and you have not yet given your life to Jesus Christ, do so now. The journey to the mountaintop begins from the valley below. Come to the foot of the cross today. Surrender your life to Jesus. He will save your soul. And I can assure you, if you are willing, he can take you to the highest heights because promotion comes only from him. So if you are in the church setting, you may want to rush to the altar now and bow down at the foot of the cross. Cry unto Jesus Christ to save your soul so that your journey to the top can begin now. Let us pray. Those of you who are at the foot of the cross, ask the Lord to save your soul and give you a brand new beginning. Ask him to become your Lord as well as your Savior. Those of us who are already in the Lord and are already climbing, as we intercede for your brothers and sisters who are just coming to the Lord, don't forget to cry to God for grace. Grace to follow him to the highest height possible. Abundant grace to excel. That grace that will take you to that height where one day you'll be able to say, I, only I, I'm at this point in my spiritual climbing. Let us pray. My Father, my God, we want to say thank you. We give you all glory. We give you all honor for your word again today. We're asking that you would look down with mercy upon all those who have come to you seeking refuge at the foot of the cross, asking for salvation. Please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Lord, receive them into the family of God and let them begin now to climb to greater heights in you in Jesus' name. As for all of us who are already your children, as for all of us 
who have been on this journey, steadily climbing. Father, I pray that the grace to reach the highest possible point in the spirit you release to us today. Lord, when it comes to making exceptions, good exceptions, remember us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.